Today on the ZabeCast, we are two weeks away from the NFL's 100th season, and Mr. X joins me to get you both prepped for betting on the upcoming season with your head. No over it. Plus, the age of robots are fully upon us. Robot football on the moon? Not far behind. All that plus why drones are now required equipment for high school football? Your bonus 40 minutes of gloriously uncensored me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! Thursday, August 22nd, 2019. Thank you for downloading. Some quick feedback here. Thank you for the email. Zabe at yahoo.com is how you reach me. This one from Fadi. Hi, Steez. Hello, Fadi. I just wanted to let you know that I legitimately dreamt about Football Five Ways Friday last night. <laughs> It was the naughtiest dream I can remember in a long time. Thank you for all the amazing content. Keep up the great work. Loyal 1%er, Fadi. You're welcome, Fadi, and thank you very much. Those notes sustain me, and they fulfill me, and they energize me. This one from Luke Wexler, Johnson City, Tennessee. Zabe, your efforts lately to keep the show and the podcast going as strong as it always was when you first started have not gone unnoticed. Well, thank you, Luke. During the touch-and-go period this spring and summer where you seemed endlessly swamped, I felt so bad for you and just wanted you to stop producing these extra Zabe casts, although it would have left a huge void in my life. Lately, though, you have really made strong efforts to put out super high-level content, and yes, it has not gone unnoticed, at least not by me. This listener appreciates it. And P.S. I damn near want to jizz in my pants. Jizz in my pants. When I start thinking about football five ways Friday. When that music starts playing for that premium show with the quotes like you're five foot nothing, hundred and nothing. You got barely a speck of athletic ability. Alongside the classic ESPN college football music, I seriously get chills. And I realize the weekend is finally here. I'd pay 20 a week just for that show. You're the best, Steez. Luke Wexler, Johnson City, Tennessee. It's too much money. I wouldn't dare charge it. $9, maybe we're going up to. I'm just kidding. We're not raising the rates. Uh, we will announce a, uh, a special promotion for the upcoming football season and beyond here shortly in about a week. P.S. He says, why not bring back the ads if they give you some extra revenue? I can skip through them in a third of a second And it doesn't bother me at all. Yeah, I know you people skip through ads. We will have my bookie back on. They're the only advertiser, really, that we have partnered with because it makes sense. And honestly, they came to us. The whole, this whole chasing sponsors thing. I mean, I know for the big podcasts, they don't have to chase as much. They just have the numbers. The Joe Rogans of the world and whatnot. They've got it right there. They're in the millions of downloads daily. So they leverage that and they don't have to chase sponsors. If you're my size, chasing sponsors is, is a waste of time. It's better for me just to put my hat out and my hand out and say, here, I, I could use the five bucks if you think it's worth it. And if I give you value in return, then if not, so be it. Okay. Robots, 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 and technology. There's two things. Uh, well, 
three things, three conventions I haven't been to that I really want to go to someday. One is the AVN convention in Las Vegas, the adult industry convention, the porn industry convention in Vegas. That would be great just to go once and see it, see the freak show that it is. Secondly, would be the Consumer Electronics Show, also in Vegas. Never been to that. And the third one is the World Robot Conference in China. Beep, bop, boop, bop, beep, bop, boop, bop. Cutting-edge robots from around the globe are now on display at the 2019 World Robot Conference in Beijing. Over 700 robots with more than 21 industrial applications will be on exhibit. They feature medical robots, security robots, surveillance robots, drones, drones that look like birds, miniature tanks, smart logistics, even a robot that can perform brain surgery. (laughs) It's crazy, isn't it? You're like, yeah, I'm getting brain surgery tomorrow. Oh yeah, what doctor's doing it? Uh, Dr. Beboop. Yeah, it's a it's a robot. In the robot I trust. Of course, at some point, the robots will get better. We already have doctors performing surgeries by way of remote control in different cities where they are remotely controlling the scalpel from a teleconnection. That blows me away, but it it's already it's been around. It's been around for a while, I think. There's the smart bird created by German firm Festo. Design inspired by the herring gull and his, whose flight mimics that of a bird. Bird drone. There's walking dog drones. There's bionic hands. Oh, it's great. There's a drone. There's a, a robot that can stack cups. <laughs> there's a robot that plays the piano. Oh, the world we're going to be living in in the next 20 years is going to be incredible. It's going to be frightening as well. We're already living in a surveillance society, which many of us are not too thrilled about. For example, here's a big story for you. Mercedes in big row, that's the European word for controversy, over admitting they've been spying on drivers with secretly installed tracking devices in their cars. Mercedes-Benz has sparked a privacy row by admitting it spies on drivers with tracking devices covertly installed in its cars. Didn't I just read that? Sorry, my bad. The secret sensors fitted to all new and used motors sold by the firm's dealers pinpoint the vehicle's exact location. Mercedes will not say how long it has used the sensors, but they sold more than 170,000 new cars in Britain alone last year, so that's a good number to start on. But don't worry, Mercedes says they only use the location devices in, quote, extreme circumstances, such as when finance customers have defaulted on their payments. Well, in that case, I can kind of understand. But then again, shouldn't you say, look, if you're financing it, here is a stipulation of your financing. We will have a tracker in your car. If you're late on your payments, we will come Get the car, take the car. Do you want the car? Oh, no, not with that. All right, well, then fuck off. Go see the Yugo dealership down the road. You're not getting the Mercedes. However, Mercedes does admit to car owner information sharing with third-party bailiffs 
and other recovery firms that repossessed the car. Ex-Cabinet Minister David Davis called for the government to investigate it. He added, this is not the first time Big's business has behaved like Big Brother, but it's rare to be quite as deceitful as this. And the beat goes on. And the Surveillance Society and the web, the net, closes in on us. That was a movie with Sandra Bullock. Damn near in the early 90s, I want to say. And much of what these sci-fi movies back then predicted is coming true and then some. We're being closed in on. Yeah, I'm ready to get my tinfoil blanket and my hat and be like uh, uh, Better Call Saul's dad. Played by the great, oh, the actor. Now I got to think of this on the fly. I can't do this. Anyway, the guy from uh, Lenny and Squiggy. Guy from Spinal Tap. Whatever happened to Better Call Saul? Still going? Not only... I mean, I liked it when I watched it, but I've forgotten where I left off. I think it was midway through season two. I'm not sure. I could go back and take a look and see, okay, here's where I left off, I think, but I'm not sure. Well, if it's worth going back to, let me know. Of course, technology can be really, really good, or at least you would think. This, too, is the stuff of pure science fiction when I was a kid. A golf ball produced by a company called Encore is being called the Genius Ball. And it's a ball that has a computer chip in it and a GPS tracker. And it is going to be available to purchase so that you can play with a ball that's got a GPS chip in it. And it's a regulation golf ball and it will be able to be found pretty much anywhere it's not Underwater. Uh, basically, here's the deal. Top Golf has been doing this for some time, where they've put GPS chips, just simple ones, in their golf balls at an increased cost, obviously, but enough so that when the ball would land in the target at Top Golf, it'd go blink, and there's your score. Great, incredible technology. Been around though for 10, 15 years at least. Now this GPS chip is going to do the following. It will give you spin rate, time and distance of all carry and roll. It'll give you shot apex in feet, and it will give you location within plus or minus one foot. (laughs) Now, you won't get any club face or club data. No club head speed, no face angle, no launch angle, no attack angle. But you're going to get a lot of data, and it's going to go right to your phone. Better yet, or worse yet, you're going to be holding your phone, looking around like, okay, it says the ball is over here in the trees. There will be times in which you are standing right, I'm sure, on top of the blue dot on your phone, saying, my ball's supposed to be right here. Why the fuck is it not here? Because it's in the woods. It's under a log. It's under, um, you know, a, a tuft of grass or something. But it's going to greatly eliminate lost balls. It's also going to slow down play. You think it's going to speed up play. Oh, no, it'll be easier to find. Maybe it will. Maybe not. Maybe it'll be neutral. I don't know. But it's fascinating to think that this is real. It's coming soon. What about the cost and the pricing? Said the CEO of the company, the cost to manufacture the ball is clearly different from what a normal golf ball costs. 
We're embedding a small computer into a golf ball that doesn't come at no cost, and cost and price are different things. Third parties can monetize the business. They say that Encore is partnering with other companies in the growth and innovation of technology advances with things like the Genius Ball. Okay, okay, okay. How much are they going to cost? Where can I get one? I don't know. I will have to ask some of my golf uber nerd friends and maybe Buddy Christensen over at Golfdom about when you're going to start carrying the Genius Ball in your store and how much will it cost per dozen. And with that... Let's get to the football. The notorious Mr. X is joining us now. His mystery shrouded in the ether world of semi-professional gambling. He likes to remind everybody, bet with your head, no over it. Mr. X. All right, Mr. X, football season looms on the horizon. We're finally home. The shore is in sight. God, this offseason is always fucking forever, isn't it? Seems like it. <laughs> and you're a baseball guy, so you can you can eat salad all summer long and still feel filled, fold, fold, filled. You can still you can still eat baseball all summer and be be engaged and whatnot. Many of us who are more casual baseball fans just die every summer waiting for football. But it's almost here. August is brutal. August is a tough month for me, trying to prep for uh, football and trying to uh, wind down the baseball. Yeah. And by the way, August at this point now is officially where you're annoyed by it and you're extremely impatient. You've had a little taste of football preseason. Then the league and all these teams remind you what utter bullshit it is and how they are showing you less than nothing nowadays. And so you get annoyed that, oh, gee, there's a, there's a slate of games tonight. It's the dress rehearsal week, Mr. X. Fungal, as I like to say. I'll be honest. I have not watched a preseason game nor planned to. And that's good because it's bad data. If you want try to, bad try to analysis, right. If you want ba- garbage in, garbage out, as they say in the programming business, you want bad results, put bad data into your formulas. Preseason football is bad data. You don't know what you're looking at. Nobody's scheming anything. It's a hodgepodge of players, many of whom will be driving bread trucks, and you just don't know. But enjoy it if you want, and bet on it if you're really, really, really desperate. Do you know anyone that bets on preseason? Uh, No one that's smart. (laughs) How about a dabbling bet? Just a little ha-ha bet of, you know. Um, yes, Fifty that's bucks. certainly not going to be me, but that's not me. But, you know, if you could either watch the preseason game or just read the injury report. That's all you need. <laughs> right. All right. So let's, before we get to football, let's see how baseball's going. We are heading towards the home stretch here. How are Mr. X's patented 85% winner season total over under is looking as down the stretch they come. Well, remember when you hyped before the season when you said, that's it, no more freebies, and and X opened up his subscriber service after 18 years of kicking ass on your show, you know that that means this year's going to go south, right? Yeah. Wrong. Killing it. (laughs) Killing it. Killing it. All right, walk us us through the picks sequentially, starting with your best bet. 
Well, as you call, usually on your show, we do the here's my two best, and then we do the if two and oh is not good, good enough. Good enough for you, right? Well, the two, the, you know, first of all, I hate to do this because nothing's in the barn, <laughs> but, I, but I like where they I like where they are. The number one play by far this year was the Orioles under 59 and a half. And Currently at 40 to, and 86. Yeah. yeah, they're on pace to win 50. I said they had a better chance of being uh, at 50 than 60, and it's right about there. So unless they get hot, number one will come home for the 17th time in 20 years on your on your shows. Ding, ding, ding. Number ding. two. Two was Miami, under 64. They're Marlins in the high 50s. Marlins are currently 45 and 79, 363 ball, and like you said, pacing in the high 50s. You don't want to. Get squirrely on that, but that one looking no. pretty comfortable. Yeah, hopefully that's a two and zero unless uh, something happens really bad there. It looks like it's two and zero again. Okay. Then on to the others that the subscribers got back in March. Um, the next three, I think, are going to go two and one. But number three's in almost in the barn. Oakland over eighty three and a half. Oakland is currently in the American oh. League. One of the surprises, seventy two and fifty three. Surprise, unless you subscribed in March. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> no, just kidding. Ding, ding, ding. Um, yeah, they're doing well. They, they're, they're pacing in there. Um, number four is going to be close, but it's still trending a win, and that's the Cubs under uh, 89 and a half or 90. All right, Cubs are currently right now 67 and 58. Yeah, they're on pace for about 85, which is where I had them. Okay. But, of course, anything could happen on that one. So hopefully those top four all come home. Number five is going to go to the wire, which makes it not a good pick. You know, I don't like him going to the wire. That's right. As you say, if it's going to go to the wire, just wait for the wire. Yeah, I'm the only guy probably as football's getting started. I'm the only one still watching the Padres because <laughs> they were the number five at over 78. And I think today they're on pace for about 77. So that one's probably going to lose, but it's going to go to the wire. There's a shot of 5-0, and but maybe 4-1. and one. All right. So, and then so we'll, I'll call that a good year, I hope. Yeah, and those were the only five that you released. Well, the other people, I do release for, that's the main ones, but I do release others. I mean, I, I pick everyone for those that subscribe, but okay. those were the, quote, tops. Right, so those, are, far, the, those are the choice cuts. Yes. The choice cuts yes. are trending. Four and one. As of today, yes. And the top two, the select filet mignon, hopefully, knock on wood, two and oh. God damn you, yep, Mr. X. Good. You have a gift. The gods have reached down from the skies and they have touched your giant brain and said, this is your purpose on earth. Go forth. Go forth and make people easy money over the course of a season. That's the plan. So... Next week on the podcast here on the Zabecast, we are going to do, you and I, our season totals in football. Now, I'm going to get in two fists deep into the game of trying to pick some season totals, and I'll see how I do starting this year. with a. will pick two to three official numbers for the year. You tell me why football season totals is harder than baseball. Okay. Well, first of all, yes, you're right. It is harder, but it's interesting. I just played our podcast from week one last year. Yes, I did. <laughs> In which I gave you five season totals last year that went four, zero, and one. 
<laughs> so it wasn't as hard last year as I as once said. Nice. Yeah, we hit. I tied one and one four on your show. But one show last. But year. But historically, you have never played the football totals as you do baseball, correct? Oh, I play them, just you... not with the same vengeance. <laughs> right, you play them. It's just you don't pummel them. Correct. Got it. Okay. I still feel like a a total, a season total. If you're not playing it for at least five, if not ten times what you would play an individual game, it's not worth bothering because the total is has got to be much stronger and much more of a conviction. It's a it's a seventeen week or sixteen game play. Right. So in theory, you should like it a whole lot more. If you're if you're playing it for similar numbers as weekly, then don't bother. Yes. But as to your question as to why is it hard, I'll, I'll put it this way. You, first of all, you're talking 16 games. You're talking a league where everybody's seven and nine to nine and seven. And you got totals between seven and nine, except for a couple on either end. These come down to the last two weeks of the season. <laughs> they come down to games that may very well have little bearing, if any, on playoffs. And I don't want to wait 14 weeks for a coin flip in the last two weeks. Right. Um, I like to think that the baseball ones are wrapped up by September 1. I always say Labor Day. They should be kind of close to in the barn, if not in the barn. You're not going to get that in football. And I, I glanced at this uh, from last year. I saw in, in, in looking at last year, I see eight or nine teams that won their season total by three games or more. Which tells you that, what, 24 teams are on the bubble with two games to go. Okay, so in other That's words, hard. let That's me rephrase hard. that. Okay. You saw that there were only eight or nine teams that won their season total by eight or nine ga- by three games. That, I, you, needed, year, you needed to put the only in there to emphasize it so that it's a, it's a, it's a minority sliver. Don't trust me on the math. It sounds like 33. 20, 25%. 20. <laughs> I suck so bad. You do suck it, man. 25. So, so in other words, 75% of the NFL season totals come down to the last two weeks. And like you said, those last two weeks are often riddled with don't care games and or fourth string quarterbacks like Josh Johnson for the Redskins. So who the hell wants to have their money riding on that, given that's where the league lives? I would imagine another thing that's dissuading about totals in football is that some of them, I'm not sure how many, are on an even number so that they could push. Who wants to push, right? Sure, sure. Bottom line is it's really, if, if you're coming down to one or two games, just play that game. <laughs> you know, when you find yourself needing Buffalo to win in Week 16, well, take Buffalo plus the points. Yeah. But when you have them at a season-long total, you know, you're like, why did I wait 15 weeks and it's coming down to the last one or two? It's much harder to find one that's going to be really off. Like we did last year when our number one play on your show was Bears over six and a half. And they come in on 12. Okay, that's a winner. Right. You know? See, that's, that's what way, you got to find. For. Right. We got to find the one or two that are grossly mispriced that don't recognize this team is about to collapse or this team is about to explode because they've been really building some great young talent. Yeah, easier said than done, but that is the plan. I think, there, <laughs> I think there was about six or seven that won by three or four games, like the Raiders collapsing 
But for the most part, it is a harder thing to find. But again, I know one guy was giving me grief when he said, you say it's hard. You went 4-0-1. How hard is that? How hard can it be, right? (laughs) Okay, that said, we'll save the totals uh, for next week. Just a quick glance, though, and we'll throw it out for funsies. The uh, futures odds to win the Super Bowl. Your Patriots still six to one, Chiefs six to one, Rams ten to one, Saints ten to one, Colts fourteen. Although, boy, with the luck injury, that ought to be slid down a bit. Bears fourteen to one, Eagles fourteen to one, Packers fourteen to one, Chargers sixteen to one. So, in other words, every team with a credible, either young or established QB is in the mix to win it all. The only team that has a good QB that's kind of further down is the Steelers at 20 to one. Yeah. You know, uh, those are for fun plays when you go to Las Vegas for a week and you want to throw in on the Super Bowl. But I'll tell you another interesting twist to that. One of the reasons those plays are not very good is if you happen to be an online player. Yeah where you have, let's say, uh, you know, where you have to send your money in in advance. <laughs> right. That ties up your money for eight months. Well, that's not, that's difficult. Eight you months. How about, do how about four months? Well, if you're in August and they play in the Super Bowls in, in February. That's six. If you were to, okay. Right. Six months. Yeah, well, you're right. That's six yeah. or seven months. And so that's, yeah. that's, you know, when you play on credit, uh, that's fine. <laughs> right. When you play where you have to post up in advance, you know, I know guys that will send in and they'll open an account, and then as soon as they play that Super Bowl winner, they're like, okay, now what? <laughs> My money's tied up for, you know, six or eight months. That's So that can be, you know, that in itself, If I don't want to pay in advance for something like All right. that. So but it's it, a fun play. Right. So instead of picking who we might like at these various odds, let's do the old draw the line. And we'll draw the line as to these teams could win it all, these okay. teams are not going to win it all. I'll take the Pats. (laughs) Of course you will. Patriots, ding. Yes. Chiefs, of course. Rams, yes. They were in it last year. Saints, yes. Colts, no. I'm throwing the Colts out of the club. They're the the darling of this offseason. There's always a team that gets really overrated. Yeah. I admit I've not finished my by any means my football prep, but it does seem like the Colts were getting way overrated, and I don't know the seriousness of the luck injury yet. It's serious. He's not practicing. This guy's yeah. always injured. It's a lower leg thing. I mean, I yeah. He had a shoulder that, that kept last, him out. He, a shoulder that yeah. kept him out a year and a fucking half. True, but didn't he play sixteen last year and do fine? So I'm just saying it's a little difficult yeah. there. Okay. But they are those. Last year's off season. You remember. People forget this. You know the team everybody was picking last year in the offseason to oh. get, you know, jump in, and I took them to not make the playoffs on your show last year. We oh. won, was the freaking Raiders. Oh, wow. Yeah, the Raiders were the darling. Everybody they? thought they, they were favored to make the playoffs, and then they <laughs> limped to four wins. Exactly. All right. Uh, the Bears, I can't see winning at all. I'm not yet sold on Trubisky. Awesome defense. They still don't have a kicker. Oh, by the way, <laughs> I don't see it. Now, um, they're a, they're a rebound team. Um, yeah, they're not gonna. They're good, but they they've got to fall off a little bit. I would think. When you're thinking about betting who's gonna win the Super Bowl, you literally have to close your eyes and envision confetti coming down. Think of what the announcers would be saying about the coach, the quarterback, and the team. And boy, how did they do it? And if you can't see that picture, if you can't hear that narrative, 
don't bet it. I don't see it with the Bears. Eagles, yes, 14 to 1. Packers, of course, yes, in the mix. I don't love them, but they got Rodgers and the defense should be better. The Chargers have been a perennial tease, but Gordon is holding out. They lost some receivers from last year. Bosa's hurt now. I mean, they've got issues, but I would I would include the Chargers in there. The Browns at 20, no. No, I'm not betting the fucking Browns to win the Super Bowl. Are you crazy? Steelers at 20, I would, though. Zabe, the only football play that I made in probably May was Browns to win their division. Fine. I don't mind them winning the division. I don't mind them winning a playoff game. There is no way confetti is falling on the Cleveland Browns in February. Uh, The Steelers, because of Ben and Tomlin, continuity, institutional sort of uh, organizational excellence, I cannot discount them. The Vikings with Cousins, no. The Cowboys, hell no. The Seahawks in rebuild mode at 30-1 to would be an interesting hedge bet if if they somehow, I don't know. Texans, no. Falcons, 40-1, to no. Ravens, no. Niners, 41, no. Panthers, no. Jaguars, the rest you can fucking have. None of these teams below the halfway line are winning at all. None. Well, I will say that to <clears throat> to be attractive, <clears throat> you really need to. If you're making that play, you need to like a, a big underdog, like say at least eighteen or twenty to one or more. If you're taking one of the top teams, right? Bet that team along the way. Bet that team come December. Bet that team come January. You only get something out of this when you find the long shot. You know, if I was going to take the Patriots, you know, just bet the Patriots. You know, bet them three or four times in January. You don't need to get a, a six to one. You bet them four games in January, February, and you get four to one. Yeah. You know, it doesn't make any sense to do that in advance unless you like a Cleveland or a Seattle or some long shot team. Yeah. All right. Now, if you want something even less interesting, here's your college football odds to win it all Alabama, Bama, Clemson field. <laughs> well, almost. Bama, it's, okay. it's, it's Bama, Clemson, Georgia. That's, oh, that's it. True. Bama, Five to two, Clemson nine to four, Georgia six to one, and then they start jumping all the way up to fourteen to one for Michigan and Oklahoma, sixteen to one for the Buckeyes, twenty-five to one for LSU and Texas, and then you got a bunch of fifties like Texas, Nebraska, Auburn, Florida, Notre Dame, Utah, Washington, and then some hundreds. Would you? Bet a 100-to-1 long shot in college. That's probably a bit too much. You, I haven't looked through those. If you find – the only thing I would say is if you find a, a non-major team that's going to go undefeated and win a conference and, and argue to get into the playoff format, then you take them. They're not going to beat Bannerman, let's say, but if you can – what you're really betting on at 50-to-1 is – can you be 12 and 0, 12 and 1, and sneak into the playoffs? And then I'll take Bama to beat you then. Right. I'll hedge out of it for half. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, the thing, too, is you get in as one of these longer shots, you have to win another game first before you get killed by Clemson or Alabama. Right. 
The, yes. co- the college game is so lopsided with the talent disparity with both Clemson and Alabama and Georgia to a lesser extent. And then also with how they jerry-rigged their schedules so that they only have three hard dates a year. Yeah, they need to have a salary cap. Make it more fair. <laughs> okay. Uh, tell us about the Las Vegas Super Contest at Westgate. I've heard about this thing. I went on their website today. It Essentially, it's a $1,500 office pool where you pick a small number of games every week. It's officially tracked and the winner gets a million dollars plus. Are you a fan of the super contest? Um, I should probably say yes. I just say what you really <laughs> feel. Don't think what you should or well, should not say. Cause I'm sure it's all good. I mean, there's a lot of, um, experts that play that but i think they play it more for just bragging rights adding credibility to their picks um well i did pick them you can see the super contest and there's my picks yes but of course the hard part to that is i don't like to play versus the world i can't track (laughs) the world right you know it's like it's like being in a um when you get into those um survivor pools and people think, oh, that's fun, 100, 200 people. You start getting up to too many people, and I really question the credibility. Not that I'm questioning Westgate's credibility, but you just wonder if there's not you know, a way that when you get too big, you start to cover the numbers too easily with some sure. sort of consortium or whatever. That part just makes me not interested plus of course the big part is you've got to have a way to submit those every week you can't do it online i don't think Uh, so usually what you do is you pay some quote proxy service there are people in vegas that say you know yeah send me your your eighteen hundred dollars or whatever and i'll put in the 15 for you and then you send me every week and i'll turn it in for you i i have a hard time trusting that not not for integrity but for what i call aptitude you know, are yeah. you ever going to get sick and mess me up? Right. I'm, I, I'm I looking. Don't... I'm looking at this website right now, VegasFootballProxy.com. We there can you submit your picks for you, yeah. professional proxy, flat fees. Yes. <laughs> See, that's the part. And again, I'm not saying that's a scam. What I'm saying is, if I paid you, Zabe, to turn my picks in every week, there's going to be a week where you're like, yeah, about that. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, my grandmother got sick. Yeah. And that's just, it's only, it's only $1,500, but and a couple hundred more for the fee or proxy. Yeah. I have a hard time. Plus, you know, I got to admit I've been tempted because I do know a couple proxy services that I, that I trust, but I still have never pulled the trigger on that. Nor. Yeah. Well, the other thing too, is like, let's say you kill it and you have a year in which you are, and I'm trying to look up right now who wins it at what number. Sure. Let, let's say you're 64.2%. You're in the hunt. <laughs> yeah, right. You could you're be in the, in the hunt. hunt and you could not win. And maybe you win a secondary prize. They will. They said they will pay out the top 100 finishers. Yeah. But still, you're saying to yourself, I just killed it picking NFL games this year. And I didn't make nearly enough money. Because somebody else picked better than me. It's hard enough to beat the spread every week. Why try to beat the spread and some dude you don't know? Well, also, how about, I, I don't know what the numbers end up there, but if they pay out 100, there's got to be, gosh, tens of thousands of entrants. 
you that's like fantasy being out of the race in week three. <laughs> you know, I mean, you just, can you imagine laying that out? And by by week six, you're like, okay, I'm not even going to send my picks in anymore. That's all. I mean, it's just yeah. when, when somebody comes out of the shoot, you know, uh, sixteen and two, you're like, okay, over. Yeah. So well, I, it just doesn't matter. It, to me, it's a novelty. Five years you know, running. Five years running. Here's how the first prize has ramped up. 736,000 five years ago, 914 the next, 905 after that, 1.3 and 1.4 after that. Not You're just about the, entrance? No, 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 goal? that's the first prize. First, first prize, prize winner got a million, 1.3 million, 1.4 million the last two years. I would imagine there's a lot of consortiums, guys chip in. It's like, hey, just for laughs, everyone get in 200 bucks. We're going to enter the super contest. We'll get together over beers every week and come to a, a consensus and laugh about who we should have taken. Yeah, I'm just not sure if I can afford to win that much. <laughs> well, as you say, only bet as much as you can afford to win. Yeah, that would said, be fun. That can said, you imagine I... when you do it as a consortium, though, and you're the guy that you know brings us down? <laughs> well, I would imagine if that you've got suck. if you have five wise men who've chipped in three hundred bucks each to be part of the Westgate contest, and you have been given the nod on a couple of weeks, and you've biffed on your pick, you're not heard from the rest of the year. You're yeah. told you can come and buy the wings. We're going to let Joe over here submit our official pick. Oh, but we come down to the towards towards the end and. We'd have had that if it wasn't for Saban and the Chargers. <laughs> right. Damn, I know. Exactly. That's not. That's not. I don't mind losing my own place. I don't like losing somebody else's. That said, I am going to do what I call a lock pool, which is thirty-two guys representing each of the thirty-two franchises, and you are going to submit one lock a week. That's it, and that way we can track and it, and it'll be like it'd be like amassing a record like an actual team. If you go 12 and four in the NFL as a real team, that's a good fucking year. If you do that picking games, that's a good year. And I'll set it up in divisions and we'll have prizes. And it's very simple. One lock per week, period. Okay. Now who's going to do this? You are me. Come on. Why not? Who's going to stop me? (laughs) You turn. The term Mill Washington comes to mind. Ah, no. <laughs> uh, no. no, it's a great plan, but uh, we'll see. By the way, you know, you went twelve and five last year, so it can be done. That was my number on the season. You were twelve and five. My lock of the week was twelve and five. Yep. Yeah. Pretty good. I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take yeah. it. All right. Tips for the season: go hard early or lay back and observe. Oh gosh, I will be on a cross country plane on the first Sunday of the NFL season and it doesn't bother me because I'll watch them later. I don't I don't like to do a lot in week one two at all. all right, you're a late you're a layback you know guy. Something that you don't. Yeah. Okay. By the way, on your pools, why in the world does this podcast not put together Charge's guillotine league with sixteen of us so that each week on the pod we can talk about who got kicked off the island. We're gonna that's the way to go. And Tune I'll in. even let Charch in. <laughs> Throw the gloves down, Charch. I'll even let Charch in. Well, yeah, he is yeah. the he is the sharp that we should really exclude. Yes, we're going to do uh, – tune in tomorrow and subscribe if you're not already a subscriber. And we'll tell you how you can be part of a really cool league that will be guillotine style. And, yes, 
Uh, we may even let Church in, uh, even if he does oh, slaughter I meant, us. I meant just between your, uh, you know, your your, your insiders. Circle. Oh, Jay and yeah. Church and you and me. There, it may be circle. And- it may be circle plus best, best, best subscriber listeners that we throw let in it. some Milwaukee guys. I'm yeah. assuming you've made some friends out there. We can get to sixteen. All right, parlays, <laughs> tips for the season, yay or nay? I don't mind a good parlay. Two team, um, three team, more than that. Never, ever, ever more than three. Okay. <laughs> uh, never. Never. All right. Uh, tout services or cheat sheets, like the gold sheet that used to be put out, are they worth it? The gold sheet I got for over a decade, not because of their picks, but because of their data and their read, not the picks. They had a lot of data, which was worthwhile. If you're getting it for the picks, no. I don't believe in... Although, callmemrx.com is going to be putting up a brand new service probably in a week or so. All right. Okay. Which is going to be better than a tout sheet, that's for sure. All right, we'll leave it um, at that. Tune in next week yeah, to find okay. out the expanded okay. Mr. X universe of services. Uh, do you believe in the smell test that Kevin Sheehan on our station touts all the time? Go against um, the public. The public is almost always wrong. And when something looks weird, run to the smell. Don't. Go with your natural instincts. Yes and no. I've busted <laughs> yes on Kevin no. on this many times. The concept of the smell test is phenomenal. Um, I felt like Kevin deviated from the smell test in the last year or two. It's not as simple as going, as I say, if it's as simple as going anti-public, it, this is an easy game, which it's not. Smell test really means more than just, hey, I'm betting on the team no one's betting on. No, it means... What's wrong with this line? Right. That's what a true smell test is. They're laying seven. They should be laying 11. That's a smell test. It's not just, hey, the public's on this side. I'm on that side. Right. Because the public public numbers are out there, you usually bring them to the table on Fridays. Exactly. That's That's too easy. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you you can go against the public. And I'll bet you, you can, if you do that consistently, you can hit 50%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hit 50%, pay your 10% VIG, and see how much the season cost you in the end of the end, end tally. Exactly. But right. but a true smell, yes, I do believe in it strongly. Okay. Anything else before we say till next week? Uh, no, I'm good. I'm, so, uh, I'm looking forward to that guillotine league and looking forward to uh, next week. All of a sudden, I feel like Antonio Brown. I've I've wasted a lot of August when I could have been prepping, prepping leagues, prepping picks for the year, prepping over unders, prepping totals, and I've pushed it off. I've been like, ah, it's I got remember, time. Remember the one thing I always tell you about this, though. I don't care if it's baseball or what we got coming up in football. So we, you get paid no more. When it's your pick versus somebody else's. You ah. just have to know whose paper to copy yeah. off. <laughs> Very well said. All right, Mr. X, thanks. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, thanks. I will end on this today. Email from Scott in Alabama. Evening, Zabe. I'm a part-time 6A high school football coach in North Alabama. And as you can imagine, it is very competitive. It's almost like an arms race now when it comes to technology, equipment, and training. We recently had a summer OTA with a local rival, and the rival had a drone that flew overhead filming the play within the box. The footage they got was incredible and such a huge help when coaching up our linemen 
as well as our backs and our front seven. You can see how the linemen are getting off the ball and if they are taking good, great, or meh angles. You can see if the backs are staying on track. You can see if the linebackers are fitting into their gaps properly. The insight it delivers is incredibly valuable. So this is something I've wanted to do for a few years, and I really owe that desire to you and the many segments you've spent talking drones. I've never been able to personally justify getting one, but now I may have a business purpose. With that said, I now have the boosters thinking of trying to raise the money to get one. Considering we are a county school that has to raise all of our funds, what drone would you suggest that would give us the most bang for the buck? Your input would be greatly appreciated, and thanks for the daily laughs and insight you provide. Todd Harmon. Oh, did I say Scott? I meant to say Todd. Todd Harmon, football coach, North Alabama. First of all, genius. Amazing. Great use of technology. I love it. Secondly, you can go as budget as a Mavic Spark. Or not a Mavic Spark, a DJI Spark. That is their smallest drone. It's their cheapest drone. It doesn't stay in the air much more than 10 minutes, but you can get extra batteries for that. If you want cheap, it, it, it'll it give you plenty good footage. It, the, the footage will be plenty good enough. Let's put it that way. It's not for cinematic uses. It's not for, you know, if you're filming a commercial, the camera on that drone is, hmm, it's just okay. But for your purposes, for coaching, that's all you need. Now, if you want a drone that stays in the air longer, then you can start looking at the Mavic, the Mavic Air. You can look at... Uh, the Phantom, Phantom 4. I mean, you can look at all the DJI drones, DJI drones. Go to DJI.com or type in DJI drones and look at the assortment of drones, price points, and what you need. The higher the price point you get, basically you're getting more camera. You're not necessarily getting more drone. But that's all you need. You don't need a big octocopter. You don't even want something that big because, honestly, if it were to malfunction or fall out of the sky, even with kids playing football with helmets on, you could hurt somebody. The DJI Spark, that's not going to hurt nobody. So, Coach Harmon, when you get that thing up and running, send me a clip of your sick front seven down there at the 6A high school you coach at in North Alabama. And if you want some pub, uh, we will follow the uh, the season for your high school and give it a little bit of love right here on the Zabecast. That'll do it for me today and for Mr. X. Thank you for listening. Why, this week is blowing by quite nicely. Tomorrow, we are scheduled to have on Football Five Ways Friday, Paul Charchian with the definitive guide to your fantasy football draft. Hopefully, your league is not drafted yet. If they haven't, you're in luck. Charch will be on Friday. Also a possible special guest. Also a possible announcement for a special fantasy league. I'll make you subscribe and listen to that tomorrow if you want to get in on it. Thanks for listening. Have a great Thursday, everybody, and we will see you next time. Put your car on cruise and lay back because it's summertime.